suppose we should get this going so I can <laughs> continue drinking beer out of a wine glass. <laughs> it tastes better. Does it actually? It does. I Is don't there know. ice? You were in the one there? that told me why. No, there's no ice in it. Oh, okay. It's a li- uh, lemon. Oh, You're the one that yeah. told me why. I don't know why. I said it tastes better. You you said that it makes sense because of the aeration or something. Did I say that? Uh-huh. I was probably drunk. You were probably drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome to another episode of Pajiba, the Pajiba Television Podcast. I'm Pajiba comedy editor Dan Hamamura. With me, as always, are Pajiba managing editor Tori Preston. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dustin. Hi, Tori. I can see you. <laughs> and uh, please also welcome Tori's Banks, played by Dustin Rolls. <laughs> Hello, Tori. <laughs> Why are Very you on my weird head? Weird name. Weird name, <laughs> Dustin. You know, you guys see the uh, Red Sox cap? Yes. You can see that now. I'm wearing a Red Sox cap, even though I hate the Red Sox. And because my wife asked me to, because I have lived in New England so long, she thought it's about time that I start wearing a Red Sox cap. But I hate the Red Sox. (laughs) And and I have this knee-jerk reaction every time somebody says, hey, you like the Red Sox? And every time it's just like automatically, no, I hate them. And I just feel, it's a little awkward. When you pass by it's a mirror, like, do you want to like punch yourself in the face? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Like, why the hell are you wearing it then? I, my wife well, wanted so me to. Here's the thing. I got you a baseball hat with little ear flaps and a pig on the front. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know why you're not wearing that one. <laughs> you, you know, I actually drug, had that one out this week. You did? To yeah, burn no, it or no, no, <laughs> we were trying it on around the house. Yeah, it's a great hat. Yeah, <laughs> it's you know, I mean, I'm just saying, like, if your choices are ear flaps or Boston Red Sox, like, yeah, I almost feel better about it. What well, there shouldn't be an almost, it should just be, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't understand why, why do you have to? It can be any, you can wear any hat, you can literally wear any hat, it doesn't have to be a baseball. It could be a fedora. Oh, fedora would, would be good. I've tried other hats, and I'm just not that person. I but like I a Stetson? Really have, yeah. I, I, I could never pull off a Stetson. You could. Oh, like a... But I got one of those uh, scally caps, and whew, I did it for like three months and thought it was cool, and then I saw some pictures like, what the <laughs> fuck is that douchebag wearing? <laughs> I feel like we need to like brainstorm hats for you like mm-hmm. it would like mail you some different options maybe like yeah. a couple kangles maybe like uh yeah i mean oh yeah kangle would 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 work yeah I'm looking up kangle oh you know what a kangle is it's the samuel l jackson hats yeah or l o cool j yeah oh uh, what i can't no oh no that's what a scally cap looks very similar to that a scally cap like a... is just like the boston word for it i think what about like a beret, like an yeah. Emily in Paris no, beret? Little sideways, beret. little. Yeah, no. What if we got you just like? What if we went the opposite direction and just got you like a really nice Sunday bonnet? Mm. <laughs> I bet the cats would like it. Oh. <laughs> or I think like I could a... pull up a cowboy hat, but not like for all the time. <laughs> and I'm an all the time hat guy. I could be like oh, one just... of those douchebag cowboy hat 
guys that cover up their baldness with their cowboy hats instead of a baseball cap like I do. Yeah. Or like a, it's, they have like really nice rancher. Like you get like a straw rancher hat. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Or like a big floppy brimmed sun hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is also good because skin cancer is, you know, a real concern. Yeah, it is. You should, it you is. know. And I don't yep. know if you're religious with your, you know, uh, SPF. <laughs> no. No, no. That's what the hat's for. You know, Kurosawa wore like a like a floppy kind of like fisherman-y hat. And I think yeah. you could pull that one off. I think you <gasps> need a, a lot of confidence to pull that off. What, or did, like, did Gilligan have a hat? All. Oh, Gilligan did yes. have a hat. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's, that one's not going to work either. <laughs> Why not? Maybe the skipper hat. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you could. You you should be wearing like a like a nautical hat <laughs> of some kind. This is the right direction. All that time we really on the island. Doing TV hats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that did make me <laughs> anyway. Th- I, I had a, I had a stray thought this week that reminds me. I had a stray thought this week that I was like, what if, what if we pivoted the podcast? And instead of just talking about TV in general, all we talked about was food in TV and just like, like, just like the shows, like what, what they showed, what it looked like, does it look amazing? And I'm not talking about like Top Chef or like cooking. I'm talking about like scripted shows. Yeah. We just, we just talk about the food in the show. And Josh like, Charles's chicken wings. Yeah. Josh yes. Charles's yeah. chicken wings. I mean, <laughs> that was a scene and the chicken wings might've been with like two great actors. Chicken wings might've been the star. I mean, they really were, yeah. Because it takes great actors to make the food the star. Yes. I wonder how uh, many how many chicken wings he had to eat. Uh, it was probably man. a lot. A lot of spite. Like, were I, they I prepped remember... to be, like, mostly done so he can just kind of, like, rip it out of his mouth? Or was it every time? Ugh. Have you well, ever I... seen Josh Charles play, like, a sleazy, horrible person? Not like this. I don't think so. I've seen a lot of Josh Charles characters. I've never seen anything like it. Was he a bad guy in SWAT, the movie? I did not see SWAT, the movie. I don't I think it was it a either. movie. All right. But he's perfectly cast somehow <laughs> as this yeah. horrible, horrible human being who licks his fingers and then shakes somebody's hand. I just, I get oh. the feeling that maybe he's just so happy that it's like a Baltimore show. He's just sort of like, yeah, I don't care what it is as long as I can shoot it here. Like, <laughs> I can go home. <laughs> and so far he's only had like three scenes. So right. Yeah. yeah. In the first two episodes, he's worked like a couple days. Yeah. But, but you know, impact every time he's on screen. Damn right. Just wonderful. Well, um, wait, have you guys ever been to like one of those bars where that you get the like, there was a dive bar near my college where they would do, I think it was on like Saturdays, they would have sort of like a all day happy hour where it was just free wings. You just get baskets free. of free chicken wings because if you just kept buying beer. But they also had like $1 um, like PBRs and stuff like that. And they had a whole rack of board games. So my friends and I would go at like 10 a.m. and stay until like 4 p.m. <laughs> And play, like, Connect Four and, like, you know, whatever games they had lying around. And just, and we'd keep drinking beer, but it was just to get the free wings. But mm-hmm. they were the little tiny wings that you could basically eat like a meat lollipop. It was, just, they just <laughs> fell off the bone. <laughs> that sounds great. Now a wing is it like a, like a buck fifty a wing. 
Well, they're probably like the fancy. It's like you know, organic, you know, <laughs> juicy. Yeah, the the ones that actually taste good. Yeah, no, these wings were. I mean, like they were called chicken wings. They very well could have been from pigeons. Like they were not large, but that meant that they, you know, you, you they hold more seasoning, which is what I liked. So I was like, yeah, yeah. I just want skin and like seasoning. Mm. <laughs> That sounds like a great way to, like, a great afternoon and or the poor bathroom must have gotten so, like, I feel like oh, there's a lot of yeah. people throwing yeah. up yeah. chicken wings. Beer and wings all day? All day, yeah. It was especially the fact that, like, the deal only ran during the daytime, so it was like, yeah. you just spent all day at a bar and then eventually they were like, I should leave and, like, do something with my life, but you were, like, full and drunk. So, like, disgusted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like you didn't need to eat anything else for the rest of the day. All you'd had for vegetables were like a couple of carrot sticks that came with the chicken wings. <laughs> All veggies should just be garnish. I agree. Yeah, that's optional. You know, when you're like 20, I think that's fine. Ah, uh, the things we could do at 20. With a fake ID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you have a fake ID, Tori? I did not. I don't think this place checked. I didn't have a fake ID because I had worked at breweries and stuff. And so I used to have to check IDs. Oh. So I always felt really guilty about it. Um, so I, my whole policy was like, I'm never going to try to get a place in trouble by using a fake ID. But if they're too stupid not to card me, I have no problem drinking there. So that makes sense. And I never, I never got, it was never a problem. Just nobody carded me, which now that I think about it, maybe just means I, looked really haggard <laughs> like <laughs> it's fine <laughs> um what are we talking about this week dan uh so much uh we'll talk about barry we'll talk about the moon Knight finale um we kind of talked about the thing we want to talk about with we own the city so we'll see if we'll come back to that but yeah uh, got before, the chicken wings out of the way yeah the chicken wings out of the way uh before before that and and so much more uh i'm assuming nobody's drinking dollar pbrs so D dustin what are you drinking i am drinking uh allagash the usual but from a wine glass. Yes. Yeah, I'm drinking in a wine glass because Tori recommended it. Which I do not recall. <laughs> but it's happened. And she's so right. Say. In her drunken state, she recommended to drink drinking beer out of a wine glass because it tastes better. And it does. I don't understand the physics of it, but it's true. I, I don't lie, Dustin. Nope. Even when drunk. <laughs> not unlike some people. I really like that the fact that we're doing this on video now means that we can show our drinks. Yes. Oh. Oh, oh. look. What is that? Yes. I don't know. So it's, so I'm drinking, sorry, I should, <clears throat> yes, Dan, I'm drinking uh, a white wine that is a Gruner Veltliner. I All don't right. Know. I like it. I, it is German? a, it is a product of Austria. Oh, Austria. Uh, pale silvery color. Uh, I did like this, the description. Soft aromas of citrus, minerals, and prairie grass in Austria. A dryish light body with a touch of white pepper and a lime zest finish. White pepper. Hmm. I, and I none think of that. You wouldn't think. Does it taste good? 
it's very tart, which I appreciate. Oh. That's why um, I think it's pronounced Veltliner. Yeah. Actually, did you Google it, or do you just want me to say it like that? (laughs) (laughs) Vetlina. Yes, thank you. Gina. God. Um, As for me, I uh, I've gone back to the uh, the yogurt. (laughs) No, we can see Dan's disgusted faces with us. He's like, uh. yeah. Oh. Uh, oh, this is the so the yogurt have... flavored soju that I I think I had a couple weeks ago, and uh, it's uh, yeah, it's still pretty good. So I went to a restaurant that overcharged for this like soju package, but it came with like a couple of different sojus and then soju seltzer essentially, like where it was soju mixed in with sparkling whatever. But then it came rather than a yogurt flavored soju, it came with little bottles of what is it yogurt yogurt oh yeah yeah Yeah. and so the idea was you could make your own cocktail by mixing the yogurt in with it oh that makes sense yeah how was that But i was like but i had just i was like well dan already know like you can just get yogurt (laughs) (laughs) i mean that probably would give you a better experience if you want like actual yogurt flavor like this is just like does anyone want actual yogurt like that's the thing i just it never would have occurred to me no. I think that that type of flavor, I could, I mean, I could see enjoying it, but I mean, it also, wasn't bad. I'm drinking this, so yeah. Um, I tried uh, it because I during... was like, it must be okay. Dan has good taste. I remember thinking it was disgusting, but then thinking I really wanted it, and I think that might have been vodka week. <laughs> that checks out. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of things probably sounded like a good idea during yeah, Vodka yeah, Week. Uh-huh. Including uh, Vodka Week. Yeah. <laughs> um, Never again. Uh, we've been referring to this, but we're trying out a new platform, which, uh, one, I'm hoping will give us better audio quality. So we'll see how that turns out. But also, uh, it has built-in video, which is why we can see each other for the first time in <laughs> three years. It's And it's a little weird because we're just used to just hearing each other. Um, and yeah, I like no, I it. Because normally I spend the podcast facing this way, <laughs> you know, just kind of, and now I feel awkward. Like it's, it's antisocial. Yeah. I mean, I think you should feel free to face whichever direction you want. Absolutely. But, yeah. Um, anyway, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we may decide to go with a different, to not use this, or we might just be like, we're just not going to use the, uh, the video <laughs> portion. Uh, or but... we'll just use the video because it's fun. I think Dustin I like loves seeing it. Your, oh, I like Dustin seeing your faces. Yeah, I do. This is actually the most chatty <laughs> Dustin has been on the podcast ever <laughs> without being completely hammered. So maybe, maybe it's a net positive. It's working. Anyway, uh, we have uh, we have a lot to talk about as usual. But first off, we have a new a new segment which Dustin has created uh, as a as an offshoot of the Dustin Explains TV universe. This is the this is the uh, spinoff show uh, spinoff segment. It's uh, so it's called Dustin Explains TV presents Dustin's five minute free for all. <laughs> Explain all right. the rules, Dustin. Yeah. All right, I will. And Dan, when I ask you to, you'll just turn on your timer here. Yep, okay? I, have a, I have a timer right here. So, all right, are you ready? All right, so uh, I watch a lot of TV every week, uh, most of which I don't end up writing about, uh, nor do we end up talking about the episodes on the podcast. Here, I will attempt to talk about as many of those shows as possible in under five minutes. Are Dan you and reading Tori, a pre-written... I am, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. 
I, have I this, don't think it I counts don't. if you're just re, if you've written it already. Did this you is the time most yourself? work Dustin has ever done for <laughs> this <laughs> podcast. I'm excited about this. <laughs> okay. So I'll ask that uh, the two of you hold all of your questions until the end. Okay. So that I can get as many shows as I can in under five minutes. Did you write those shows as well? You know, I, I, I gave myself some notes uh, mm -hmm. so that I, I remember which shows to talk about. Okay. And general ideas. So, uh, Dan? All right, I'm ready whenever, whenever you start. All right, you start the timer now. Uh, under the banner of heaven, Andrew Garfield is sublime, and Gil Birmingham brings an extra dramatic punch and an occasional comic relief to this true crime dramatization surrounding the brutal murder of a wife and baby in a Mormon community in 1984. If you think you know anything about the history of Mormonism, you have no idea. Girls 5 Eva, arguably the best series Peacock has produced, <laughs> is back and is funny as <laughs> fast as ever. You can't laugh. Um, <laughs> winning time. One of my favorite series of the year so far uh, ended in a satisfying manner, mostly because it could rely on real-life dramatic events of the 1989 NBA Finals to carry it through. Fear the Walking Dead. The filleting series lost another character, Keith Carradine's John D Dory Sr., as it seems many of the good cast members are exiting the series ahead of a location change next season, and hopefully a showrunner change. I love that for you. Great cast, including Vanessa Bayer, Jennifer Lewis, and Molly Shannon, whose memoir I read last week, but I'm concerned about the premise. Bayer's character plays a childhood leukemia survivor who lies and says she's relapsed in order to hang on to a job as, as a home shopping network type show. It feels like it's written itself into a corner by episode two, and I fear, and the fear of being caught in the lie makes it too stressful to enjoy the comedy. Out of range, it remained bananas until the very end. There was, ex there was the expected twist, but also the one that no one saw coming because we were so fixated on the expected twist. I hope it gets a second season because it's an absolute blast to watch. The Staircase. Impeccably acted, impeccably written, HBO's dramatization of one of the better true crime stories. I expect that this, this one is going to be talked about a lot in weeks to come. Shining Girls. Moss is terrific, but the series, a serial killer drama with some shifting time elements, is like the novel upon which it is based, which is to say it's fine at best, although Jamie Bell, Bell is a very creepy as the serial killer. The Girl from Plainville. Uh, the finale aired this week. Elle Fanning is marvelous, but the series has been a snore, particularly if you're already knowledgeable of the story. The whole shebang ended in a thud, and I don't think anyone was watching by the end. This is Us. Five seasons in, and I don't think they've ever had a focus episode on Miguel. And they finally did, only to kill him off. Absolutely devastating. The best episode in a couple of seasons. Atlanta. Mediocre episode, save for a Liam Neeson cameo where he plays himself and talks about being canceled for statements he made about wanting to kill a black person. Insane. I don't know what to make of his cameo or Chet Hanks' cameo last week where he played a character with a patio. A patois. The, they're in on the jokes, but also the butt of the jokes, but also allowed off easy for their jokes. New Amsterdam. Prima's character was roofied, ended up with a lot of blood clots, and had a stroke while they were being removed, and then she got engaged, and now she can't speak in complete sentences. Kind of a weird vibe I get for this storyline. <laughs> Better call Saul. I'm convinced that Kim is going to rat Saul out to the feds, which is why he dis decides to disappear to Omaha at the end of Breaking Bad. Survivor. There's no reason in the world not to eliminate Jonathan. They're fools for keeping him on for another week. Law and Order. 
the best episode of the season, which isn't saying much, but only because it, it didn't immediately recognize the rip headline upon which it was based. The Wilds. I liked the first season, about a group of women stranding on an island after a plane crash, a la Yellow Jackets and Lost, but they introduced boys to their Lord of the Flies premise this season, and it's overstuffed and too losty, and kind of a drag except for the three episodes where Ben Folds plays himself. Candy. Another great true crime series about a 1980s housewife played by Jessica Biel who brutally murdered another housewife played by Melody Linsky and then went right back to being a housewife. Great cast, which also includes Pablo Schreiber and Jonah from Veep. Fascinating crime, and I am hooked. I hate the rollout, though it's a five-night event on Hulu. That's 17 shows. Did I get in under five minutes? You have a minute left, or 50 seconds left. Holy shit. So Pretty good. 17 shows. Yes. Pretty good. I, I, I only wrote up And that was 17, shows. yeah, 17 shows 17 in under shows. five minutes. Okay, but to be fair, he wrote it ahead of time. <laughs> Still. That does make it a lot shows. easier, Dustin. Yeah. And yeah. But, but still, I'm impressed at, is that everything that you watched this week? I mean, along with what we're about to talk about? No, no, no. I, there was probably six or seven other shows. Plus, The Wilds was like all eight episodes. Well, you got time. Keep going. Well, <laughs> well you watch. I, you know, there were some things that we watched, and then there was Riverdale, which I'm not talking about this week. And there was, uh, uh, I don't even remember. I don't know. The okay. only thing I wanted to comment on was uh, was Survivor. Uh, they actually, I don't think Jonathan's that big a threat. How can you think that? Because he's proven that he's not great strategically. No, but if he, he can rattle off some... Uh, he, he he doesn't have... It's all balanced stuff. He's not going to be balanced enough. As long as... Uh, he as comes long in as, second. Even if he doesn't win, he's coming second every time. Yeah, but that's... Uh, he's not going to... He's not. I mean, as long as... Uh, I'm forgetting the woman's name, but as long as the woman is still there... Lindsay? I think so. As long yeah. as she's still there, she can beat him. She can beat him at like all... Those kinds of challenges. Yeah, she's um, like a yoga instructor. Yeah. Also, uh, apologies to you, Tori, but the the character who was like across the board hated the most was uh, Tori. Oh, oh, that's yeah. okay. She's it's yeah. awful. Yeah, that's kind of horrible. the vibe. I kind of enjoyed like that she was like so blatantly chaotic. <laughs> but did. and then when she um when we saw her in the jury and she was wearing all of her you know, makeup and everything. I was like, oh, yeah, now she just looks exactly like her character should look. Oh, where's she from? I don't remember, but she was a therapist, which was really bizarre. Well, she was like, she she was a therapist, but or like a therapist. I don't think she was like licensed, because she's pretty young, too. Oh. Um, and, and then also, uh, there was a weird thing at the, the episode that she was eliminated. Um, she... Had to. They, there's a thing that they have called shot in the dark, where instead of voting, you can um, you can basically like draw for a chance to be safe for that vote, and you have a one in six shot at being safe. Okay. Um, no one. It they they introduced it last season. It's never worked for anyone yet. But no. but she did it, and then like when it didn't work, she said like, "Well, I prayed on it, and something like I prayed on it, and like." If it was in God's plan, I like it. Suddenly, suddenly, she became very religious. Like she'd never talked about religion at all in in the entire oh. season. And then, like that one moment, you're like, "Oh, she's also very religious." I guess. Um, it was also a weird episode because there were like five people uh, 
in the in the tribal. Yeah. Uh, and then um, they had like two tribals, and then the first one, uh, a black guy got eliminated. And then they came out and saw and there was two uh, black women on this particular uh, tribe, and they saw that a black guy had got eliminated, and they were like, "Fuck that! We're not going to have another." And a, and a black woman had been eliminated the week before. Right. So, uh, so it, it was starting to look like there was a pattern of yeah. um, they're getting rid of all the black people, basically. So they both turned in their immunity idols, so you couldn't vote for them. And a guy already had immunity, so that just left the two white women. Uh, to, so one of them was going to go home. It was a strange, strange so, episode. So is she a Tory or is she a Victoria who goes by Tory? <laughs> Oh, she might be a Victoria who goes by Tory. Yeah. She who like went by Tory. Tory. Went by Tory to to sound more chill. Yeah. Cuz like nobody Are wants you to be a Victoria. Vicky. No. <laughs> I asked my mom that one time cuz I I didn't know. Um somebody tried to call me Victoria in grade school and I was like I don't know if that's my name and I went and asked my mom and she's like why would we name you after some fat old queen? So <laughs> So I'm just Tori. <laughs> because if I was a boy, they would have spelled it with a Y. Mm, mm. No. Uh, but see, now we got through 17 shows this week. And I had a question. Okay. Um, why didn't you go... See, so you just talked about expected twists and unexpected twists in Outer Range. Mm-hmm. What were they? Tell me more about the whole... <laughs> Okay, so everybody assumed, and as it turns out, assumed correctly, that the Imogene Poots character uh-huh. was, um, so there's a daughter in the show who's nine years old, and everybody assumed that she would fall in the hole and come back out as in the past yeah. and grow up to being Imogene Poots, right. who's, playing, who's, who's like the, the chaos poet. monster on the show. Right. But what no one expected, because we were so fixated on it, is to find out that Royal Abbott, which is Josh Brolin's character, the lead, we found out that he is actually from like uh, 1868, and he killed his father on accident, in a hunting accident, and he couldn't face his family, so he ran away and he uh, found the hole and jumped in and popped out in 1968. So he is actually, yeah. So both were right? Well, nobody nobody was even thinking about the royal habit. No, no, but I'm saying, like, so the girl is Imogen, Imogene Poots. Yes. Whatever. Yes. So that was it, but then also Josh Brolin's from... Uh, yeah. Okay. But nobody was thinking that was going to happen because we were so fixated on this other thing. So is there going to be another season, well, or...? Really, really, I hope so. I have no idea. I mean, it's set up for the one. Yeah. The, and the end was just insane. So, For some reason, Imogene Poots and the guy who sings, uh, the singing cowboy, who was actually the boyfriend on uh, Schitt's Creek, uh, they started, uh, you know, he was singing and they started doing this really weird making out a lot where you could see the tongue and like spit and everything and like drool. Oh, it was so disgusting, but so hilarious. And I don't know. I mean, the tonal shifts in the series are just hysterical in like a good way yeah and i don't really understand how it works but it does and like lily taylor is just like winona Ryder and stranger things and just 
in histrionics all the time. So I loved it. And, and Imogene Poots can coexist with the nine-year-old or the kid version of herself. Apparently. And okay. we don't quite understand that. And we don't even know if she knew that she was the kid version of herself. They actually had a scene together. And you'd think they'd... Well, she said she had no memories from before she was nine, so I guess maybe she didn't. Hmm. And yeah, this she... whole leads you... you it, it seems like... It, do, do the time travel of the whole make sense? Because it sounds like it can kind of send you both directions yeah. and different times. Yes. Oh, it does and, make sense. Oh, yeah. Yes. And then okay. uh, the character who committed the murder... He was like dead to rights. The cops got him and he jumps into the hole and then the hole closes. You're like, fuck, the hole's gone. And then one of the brothers from the, uh, the neighboring family comes out and starts digging the hole again. And um, when he's doing so, he finds oil. But then all of a sudden, a buffalo stampede from like, you know, I don't know, 14th century America comes through the hole and the buffalo end up like causing chaos in town and like running over people and killing people and Imogene Poots gets caught in a stampede and nearly dies and that's when Royal finds out that she's his granddaughter. So wait, He tried to kill her the whole episode and after she got stampeded by the buffaloes he noticed that she had the same scar as uh, his as granddaughter. granddaughter. He's like, "Oh shit, that's my granddaughter." But she didn't die. Did she? No. T- did she get okay? So wait. So the the buffalo came out of the oil hole. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was just being dug. Like hundreds of them. Yes. Out of an oil hole. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> but we don't know why the hole closed. Mm, no, no. But it's back. Uh, I guess so, or there was like a breach that that some that buffalo could temporarily get through. I feel as confused as I was when you were describing episodes of La Brea. Yeah, but I don't it, know if the the physics of this this whole hold up. No, I I don't either. But it was amazing to watch. Okay, you just gotta trust me on that. Now, is this your your whole bias? Talking it or is might it like, be. It might yeah, because <laughs> I know certain people uh, disagree with you on the quality of this show. Mm. Producer well, I, Seth yeah. has been on record as you know, not a very fun person. Is that what you're saying? I would never say that. It's like La Brea if La Brea had like a, a like a really good showrunner, like a smart. I mean, it's it's got it's like a prestige television La Brea. Is what I'm saying. So between uh, Outer Range, La Brea, and Manifest, which what's oh. the what's the order? What's the ranking? Yeah. Well, it's definitely Outer Range is first, and then La Brea, and then Manifest is just an awful, awful television show <laughs> that you brought back. Yes, that you saved. Yes, thank you. So, are you? What are are you going to keep up with Night Sky? Are you going to follow your... Oh, I'm definitely going to follow that. Okay. So we may have to revisit these rankings. Sure, yes. There was another whole show, wasn't there? I forget. It feels like there is. God, there have been so many, so many holes on television. (laughs) 
It feels um, like one of these needs to be a comedy. Like, there should be a, a whole comedy. Is there one? I don't know. I don't think so. All right. Is there a hole in upload? No. 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 Damn. Was there, was yeah, there we a do time, need a... time travel? I mean, the only time travel comedy I can think of is Making History is the most recent one I can think of, which nobody saw, I think. No. Um, it had Adam Talley. It does not ring a bell. <laughs> I remember vaguely. It was uh, somehow they, they were existed. able to time travel to uh, like, like a Revolutionary War America. And uh, and then through uh, a hole. No, I think someone made a time machine. I think it was more just mm. straightforward time travel. Um, Less fun. Yeah, there was no hole in that one. But uh, and Yasser Lester was in it, and uh, I'm trying to remember who else. I don't know. Anyway, it was amusing. And that's your five minute free throw. <laughs> How long did the five-minute free-for-all go? It went for a I while. I don't know. I mean, your segment went for under five minutes, but... Shocking. Uh, you know, the rest of it, I think that's... you should have gone more in-depth. You had time there. You had 50 had seconds minute. left. Yeah. Yeah. You got to find... We got to fine-tune this. We got to work on yeah. this. Yeah. All right. Well, otherwise, get... we're going back to other... 30 seconds. <laughs> well, it was, it was impressive and terrifying to think about how much TV you watched in the past week, Dustin. Um, one show you didn't mention though, which I'm a little annoyed at, uh, on behalf of Tori is, uh, Kung Fu. Well, she was going to cover. I didn't want to step on. Mm, yeah. But you, you seem like you, you should probably, I mean, you claim that you watched the show again. I've I never did, seen and it. I, so, right. I don't know. I, I watched Top Chef too. And I didn't mention that. Yeah. Yeah. Top what? Chef has been, yeah, it's fine. I'm not, I'm not thrilled by this season, but anyway. Kung Fu anyway, that's not what great. we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about... Oh, no. Kung Fu has been great. And actually, um, I really wanted to start off this Kung Fu Corner by pointing out that Dustin was super wrong about Sebastian. Oh. Uh, we, we found out his secret. Oh, the murderer? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, okay. So, no, you were like, he's a villain. He's working with Russell Tan. And it's like, he's not. He's just a manslaughterer. He's a manslaughterer. Right. It, was, it was an accident. Um, and it was like... He's an ex-con. Yeah. And Ryan's into it. And I would be too. The whole time he was telling the story, I'm like, you're still really hot. Uh, I think the most unbelievable part of it was Ryan being like, like uncomfortable with how well he fought, where I'm like, have you watched your sister? I know. <laughs> Everyone around you was a really good fighter. <laughs> um, so yeah, we found out uh, Sebastian's secret. He had been in prison because he... Uh, got in a fight with a guy at a bar that he was working at and the guy was fine, but then had a brain hemorrhage and died. And, uh, so, you because know, because he hit little... him so hard because he did not know his own strength. It's just, because a... he did not register those hands. With <laughs> lethal the weapon. authorities. <laughs> it's just a little light manslaughter. Like, come on. Um, so anyway, they're doing... they're doing fine and it's still very, very hot. And, uh, speaking of hot, this episode featured another scene of Nikki and Henry in bed together where Nikki's like weirdly fully dressed and Henry is like basically naked. And I'm just really into the whole like reversal there. I think it's subversive and um, 
you know, just it's really smart is what I'm saying. Um, let's see what happened. Oh, um, Sandry. No. <laughs> uh, so this episode was, oh, uh, Jalan showed up and told Mia that she's going to like, uh, because she's a hybrid, she's going to go crazy and like tries to convince her that she needs to uh, kill Russell, which is not inaccurate. I kind of believe it. Uh, and then Nikki kind of hasn't, come clean about knowing the whole deal with hybrids being super powerful and, and maybe going evil. Uh, and she, by the end of the episode, she still has not told Mia and Mia now knows. So that's going to be, you know, a little bit, a little bit of conflict there. A little, little awkward. Um, most of the episode is Nikki and Henry chasing down, uh, this, guy who comes into the country who wrote a book but then you find out he didn't write the book but it's a manuscript with all these like business secrets but you don't know why russell wants it and that's what russell has been working uh like blackmailing the uh da who has gotten um thaddeus fired um but then you know that guy so i think evan is his name from what uh, i understand i don't know darren De- I, Devin. I feel like I feel like Derek is really getting the shaft this season. No, it's but it's great because he so he does this whole little secret squirrel thing where he's like spying on the on you know he he catches the DA getting into Russell's car, um, but he's supposed to be like hiding, but he's in like the biggest SUV in the parking garage, <laughs> um, and it's just this great shot of him like like not hiding because he's in a giant fucking car anyway um so he's probably gonna get his job back because he got his boss uh in trouble but the boss was like kind of sympathetic so it was sad right. and he felt bad he's about like, it he's gonna kill my family if i didn't do anything right and then he still like gets her in trouble so it, you know but it's okay um so she's out the author guy is on the run but gives all of his research over to nikki but russell also got the copy of it and basically what was in the research was about the gong that would be needed for the bell, which I think some other rich person maybe has. So there's some stuff going on there. Um, and then other than that, Althea's wearing sweatpants until they convince her to throw a party for her family. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then she puts on real pants. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is that Dustin was 100% incorrect about Sebastian. Right. If there's Except one takeaway, it's yeah, that Dustin was no. wrong. It's important to know that Dustin was wrong, right? About kung fu, uh, yeah. And he's an actual murderer. And no, murder, murder requires intent, Dustin. Yeah. Oh, mm. little, little light manslaughter could happen to yeah. any of us. An ex-con. It could happen to any of us. But you said I don't evil. know if you know this. You were like, talking our, about evil. Okay, an ex-con who apparently learned how to cook in prison. Is that what happened? I, he probably he went from being like otherwise. Well, he, he went from being like a, a, a bouncer, well, like a bouncer to a yeah. cook. People have skills, Dustin. I would also imagine that. I mean, in prison. I mean, Not necessarily. Working, working in kitchens is one of those jobs that you can kind of get into, even if, yeah. it's, even if you know, you're unemployable in other sectors. So, mm. yeah. You know. And he just wanted but to travel around. Why did he choose this particular place to find a job? Well, he did. And I he feel like happened to that's... get the job, and then he, you know, thought they were really nice because they were. I so don't. I around. feel like it's not random. And I do feel like he's still asking Ryan an awful lot of questions about Nikki. 
like, oh, well, yeah, but your sister's hiding stuff too. What's her Well, deal? no, but here was the other thing there. Like, so they were. Tr- it was supposed to be this sort of like, well, you're keeping secrets too. And it's like, well, Ryan's secrets are just his sister's secrets and it's not really his to tell. Whereas Sebastian, like, Sebastian's not dating Nikki. But like, Ryan is dating Sebastian. Like, it wasn't equal secrets and it mm-hmm. you know, needed to come out. And I mean, like, and honestly, at the end of the day, which is more believable? Like, I went to prison for manslaughter or my sister is kind of a superhero. (laughs) That's true. So, um, but you know, really the lesson is Nikki should be careful because she might accidentally give someone a brain hemorrhage and then be a manslaughterer. Exactly. (laughs) That is so. Uh, and that was Kung Fu corner. Thank you, Tori. By the way, this week's episode is supposed to be really, uh, really impressive. No, yeah. Oh, where'd um, you hear that? Big That's things strange. happening. The internet. Oh. It's I've important. heard things on Twitter. It's important to create high expectations for this episode. <laughs> yes. Of it. Yeah. It's going to be the what best of the wants. season. That's, that's what everybody wants, is high expectations for yeah, this just, episode in particular. Don't if this miss episode it. is not the best episode of the entire run, I am going to be horribly disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Crushed. Well, <laughs> Be, pre- be prepared to be disappointed, Dustin. Um, I don't think that's true. I'm never like, prepared for disappointment. I like disappointment to surprise me. It just seems like that's a lot to put on any one episode, regardless of when it airs or who was involved with it, you know? That's not what I've heard. <laughs> I've heard this week's episode of Kung Fu, the one that is airing the day that this podcast comes out, uh, Wednesday, which is uh, the 11th of May. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That is going to be just an out, just a mind blowing episode of television. It will sh- it will rock the series to its core, um, and you can't miss it because you, things things are going to happen that will be very important for the end of the season, and cliffhangers and stuff, and maybe shirtless Henry. Sebastian will not be involved, from what I understand. Which, oh, you heard that on the internet. <laughs> I did. Oh um, yeah. That's right. Well, we'll see if that comes, we'll see if that comes to pass. <laughs> In the meantime, uh, I don't know if there's anything more to say about we own this city uh, since we did talk about the chicken wing scene. Chicken wings, than, yeah. Uh, well, no, there was one thing I wanted to say. Which, so I we've all kind of agreed that we're avoiding reading up on the actual case mm-hmm. that like the the gun trace task force, um, the corruption case that, you know, that this show is cataloging. Right. But one thing, so I've only seen two episodes. I know the, the third episode comes out this week. Um, but it really, you know, in, in the idea of it being kind of like the wire 2.0, I think one thing that's kind of, I find really interesting about it was that like the wire was so fictionalized, was trying, was, was fictionalized in a way to try and illustrate real things, but through. <laughs> it's funny watching Dustin actually go to walk the <laughs> to take the dog out, um, you know. So it it, and obviously it ran for longer, and, and but they were trying to illustrate corrupt systems through fiction, and this is I I think the where I'm kind of interested in this series is that it's. It, as similar as it is to The Wire, it is so different because they, they actually have all the details. They're actually just like trying to 
take like real characters, real storylines, things that are beyond just the task force, but doing the same thing, like creating a tapestry out of all of this factual stuff and dramatizing right. it to still do that same thing, to still try and illustrate like a very corrupt system from a lot of different angles. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's sort of taking its two very different approaches to try and achieve the same end. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm just curious. I'm, I'm excited about it. It's just very interesting to watch, and I, I like the way that the, that it's being set up. Uh, do you buy um, the I forget his name, the really bad drug dealer in the wire as the like? Yes, Marlo as, as the detective. Now he's like the good detective. Like, I love it. Well, so a lot corrupt. of the characters. That's one thing. Like a lot of the guys who were in the wire as drug dealers are now here as cops. Yeah. Like, because there are a lot of small, smaller actors in the show that are, like, all were in the wire. Um, and I do, you know, I think the one thing, if there's one thing I have to say, like, because it's so heavily about the case and it's not so much about the characters. So there are a few scenes that, like, sometimes feel a little preachy. Um, but I don't mind because whoever's doing the, like, speeches is always like a wonderful actor so I'm like, I'm like I don't really mind yeah um but I would say if there's any sort of weakness to it but again it's only two episodes in so I don't know if a part of that is also just trying to like establish everyone's point of view as the story picks up steam because it's it's bouncing through time so much mm-hmm. um, one one thing that's been kind of interesting watching this show is that it's very This is kind of a half-formed thought, but um, it it's somehow, like, at once very much a TV show and also feels very, like, it feels, I don't know, again, like like you, you know, yeah, because none of us have read up on the actual case, we don't know how close it is to the, the reality, but right. it feels like it's very straightforward, kind of like presenting facts a lot of the time, and especially yeah. because so much of it is, mostly two people talking. Um, yeah. And, and then the other, the other thing is like, it's still structurally presented in a very like TV friendly way. So like, just as an example out of episode two, um, we get to see flashbacks of, um, um, uh, I'm blanking on his Wayne name. Jenkins. Wayne Jenkins. Yes. Thank you. Uh, on Wayne Jenkins. And like, we see, cause we, we're with him and he's been arrested in, in present day, which is like 2017. And, you know, he's kind of like reflecting on, uh, you know, how he got here essentially. And yeah. we get to see a couple of flashbacks, one of, you know, him as basically a rookie being, uh, being taught like, you know, Oh, you know, here's how you, here's how you act as a police officer. Right. And then by the end of the episode, he's the one teaching like the exact same lessons word for word to the next rookie. Right. Um, and that's a very like structurally, that's like a very, that's too neat for real life. Like that's a very like TV structure kind of thing, but yeah. because it's wrapped up in this style and the rest of it is again, feels more like, not like a documentary, but definitely more like it's trying to present reality rather than present a pure TV show. Um, it it feels like somehow it does both, which, which is really in an in kind of an elegant way that uh, I yeah. wasn't necessarily expecting. Yeah, 
Well, because it's also, you know, th that challenge of how do you, how do you illustrate concisely um, these sort of immovable issues in a system? And, and I think the show is doing a really good job because it's like, you think it's just going to be about this one corruption thing, but like, I don't know yet, at least, I don't know how the homicide detective uh, is going to tie into that. I don't know how um, Josh Charles and his chicken wings is going to tie into that. Like we have the, you know, the civil rights lawyer, how, where her department is going to fit in. Um there are so many threads being pulled together and I'm like, I actually don't know if they all tie together or if actually it's like just a large tapestry of all of the, the problems that have been there and continue to persist because the system is structured for them. And that's what you're, you know, with, with Wayne, it's like you kind of see, cause I thought what was really interesting in the first season, in the first episode, it kind of opens with John Bernthal giving this speech and you, you, if you don't know anything about the character, you start to think, oh, he's the protagonist. Mm -hmm. Right. He's, you know, he's a cop, so I don't like him, but he's at least, he's actually advocating against, you know, needless brutality. Right. Like stand up for yourself, you know, but only fight the fights that are necessary. Like if you're just going around beating people, no one's going to trust you. Like he's actually speaking to cops in a way that you think is helpful mm -hmm. and so seeing how kind of duplicitous he becomes and also like by you know later on you, you see that he's he's at the heart of this racketeering thing and then you go back to the beginning and it's like you know this whole system that's teaching you what you learn in police academy is not how you behave in baltimore and this is how you behave in baltimore and this is acceptable and it's just and that was, I think those flashback scenes are in like 2003. Yeah, I think they go back so. as far as. So it's like over a decade before kind of the present of the show. Mm -hmm. um, so you kind of, you see him kind of learning that it's okay to be horrible. And then somewhere along the line, he's going to learn how to pretend to be better than he is. And, and meanwhile, you have, then you have like Josh Charles, who's just straight up horrible. Like just has not learned to be right. to hide it at all and still gets away with it. Um, and, and then you, you know, the flip side, you have this homicide detective who's trying really hard to do the right thing in a, in a city that this is also post Freddie Gray. And so you have, you know, a city who does not trust cops and is not going to come forward and he needs witnesses to a murder. So, you know, if all of your cops are horrible, no one's going to talk to you, even if you're trying to do the right, right thing. And the way that, that that one cop sort of talked about how that fucks with the system, because if you don't, if they don't trust the cops, then they're not going to convict anybody, no matter what. It's not just they don't have the witnesses; they don't trust the cops on the stand. They're going right. to go against the cops. Every the jury is always going to go against the cops, so you're never going to be able to get a conviction. So right. You're never going to be able to get bad people off the streets. And then the flip side being that you know you also see through some of these flashbacks and stuff the the police commissioners or whatever just deciding like okay well it's it is a numbers game. We don't need convictions. We need people off the streets. How do you prevent crime? Just arrest them for whatever. They go into a holding tank or they go inside to avoid going to a holding tank. 
We don't press charges. We eventually let them go. But we do this often enough and it drives the crime down just because literally no one is outside. Right. You know, like you're seeing all of these different tactics and it's all just whack-a-mole. <laughs> you know, it's and and when it, and that's the stuff that's coming from the top. So, um, yeah, so I think it is weird, like you're pointing out, like some of the stuff is, is so neat that it, it feels very TV friendly, um, even if it's illustrating something that's true. Um, other moments, yeah, they feel, maybe feel preachy or, or feel a little bit like we're going to have somebody just state perfectly, clearly, exactly the problem. Um, and it can feel a little preachy, but on the other hand, yeah, it's because it's all rooted in like, it, it's... It's powerful just because it's a show that's actually trying to ca to catalog all of the issues very right. clearly. And right. so, um, but I don't know, you don't get the kind of, like, I like the characters, but I don't feel like I, I've, I'm as rooted in any of them as I was in The Wire, but maybe because right. they're not fictional. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm into it, though. I very much like it. It sounds like Baltimore as a city is just well and truly fucked. But also, are those... It, it, is it a, just a bad example of stuff that's happening everywhere? Maybe. Maybe. You know? I don't know. It's... I mean, I, I don't... I, I do... Yeah, I can't speak to most other cities, but it seems like... It seems like this is just Baltimore's version of it. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, there's there's plenty of plenty of issues to go around in most major cities. Yeah. But has it gotten as bad in like LA where the cops are just like, Fuck it, we're not gonna bother because it's too much trouble. Uh I think it's I I mean, I don't know about, you know, whether or not they let you know what they how they respond to certain things other outside of you know what you see in the news but right. they're definitely i mean there's a lot of anger at the police here for you know various uh you know over policing of uh protests to um under policing of certain certain things and like um or you know bringing a uh a heavy often violent response to something that, you know, is like a mental health issue rather than, you know, like a, you know, a, a like a straight up, you know, life and death scenario. Yeah. So I, I don't, those, those don't seem unique to Los Angeles, at least from what I can tell. But, um, but yeah. And I mean, it's dealing with a lot of other problems. I mean, there's, there is a big homeless problem, which is not, the fault of the police, but they have to, they have to, they are, they've been forced to respond to a lot of that, which also makes us further upset at the police because they don't, they're going to respond like cops. So they're going right. to sweep people out and, you know, they're going to end up being, you know, heavy handed if they feel like they need it. Yeah. I mean, there was one, I always think back to this, like one documentary I saw that I think I don't know if HBO aired it, but it was something I saw at South by, um, but it was about these, this like special program they were starting in San Antonio. And, uh, 
and it was around cops that were specifically trained at um, de-escalation and like um, conflict resolution without guns. And one of the things that like one of the stats that they kind of give is that most most police training they only get I think like eight hours of training in in de-escalation in in talking <laughs> essentially uh but 60 hours with a gun like on the gun range 60 hours you know so it's like literally you know uh, there are systemic issues within police forces and, and their own whether it's the targets that that are being hit you know how we're what how we're trained but also the job that they've been given that they've been trained for is one that if every if all you're given is a hammer every problem looks like a nail and it's like yeah we're only teaching them how to use guns everything is going to look like a case for violence and so um you know there's so the problem is much larger it, we have to reposition what the job we think cops should have what the job of a cop is um and that's not something that's going to happen overnight certainly but i think that uh yeah i mean it's also a much as the show in, illustrates like it's a much bigger problem than i think even all, necessarily all of us are aware of like the jury thing yeah. i hadn't even thought of no yeah no me neither like yeah you're not going to convict anyone like nobody trusts you nobody's going to believe you on the stand like that's yeah it's true but also at this point given the reputation of police who's even going to want to be a police officer except for the people who sort of the worst ones right yeah oh yeah so well, um dustin's got a cat on his shoulder he does uh it's a it's a we own this city it's a cheery hbo show also uh reminds me once again uh white snacks problem areas would have been nice to get another season would have been great <laughs> yeah but they have a season on policing and it doesn't solve stuff but it definitely makes you think like oh there's a lot more problems than yeah. i realized yeah um, oh, what uh, a good show what a good show um is that the transition? What a good show. Speaking wow. of Is it? speaking of other good shit, I'm enjoying it, Dustin. How dare you? Now we know I where like everybody it. stands. Oh. oh, oh, I thought we were going to uh, the other show. Okay, never mind. Which other? Oh, no. No, we're saving that. We're saving that for, for uh, a little later. Uh, very quickly, because we thought we were going to we own this go, city. Was... We thought we were going to go quickly about that. Uh, Made for Love, uh, two more episodes aired this week. We're through now four episodes of season two. Um, it's uh, it's still enjoyable, I'd, at least to me. I don't know yeah. how everyone else feels. Yeah. Um, the one I'm thing that's... for the dolphin. <laughs> the dolphin I'm rooting finally for speaks. the dolphin romance. Yeah. Oh, oh that's yeah. true. She's the dolphin was, was flirting a lot with Jasper. Um, the... Uh, the the only thing that really stood out to me this week was um, well I guess two things one was the uh, I don't know why I didn't realize this but the assistant who is kind of like the nerdy redhead guy yeah the redhead guy yeah yeah he 
it's not the same actor, but uh, the other sci-fi shows, the Greg Daniels ones, also have a nerdy redhead guy. Specifically, like, well, they do. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, in that case, it's Greg Daniels' it's son. Fair, so, yeah. like, I yeah, get it. Is. Yeah, um, but it's just funny to me that both shows have a nerdy redhead guy in basically the same role. Yes. As the weird, like, assistant type who kind of gets walked all over. But um, uh, but the, the other thing was that this week, uh, there have been a couple of mysterious, like, snippets of these uh, digital conscious, consciousnesses? Con- yeah. Consciences. Consciousness. <laughs> uh, digital brains that have been uploaded to the computer uh, for both... Uh, for both of the leads, and and now now they're finally starting to have like their own agency. Like it was kind of mysterious before what they were doing, but now it's clear one that they are their own people, like and two they now want to escape. So yeah, now I'm it's a sure little I'm loving that. It's a little upload, a little yeah. Westworld kind of all mixed together. Dustin has a cat on his shoulder again. Again, oh my god, it's so distracting. <laughs> Video, we're never getting rid of video. Videos, uh, videos, great. Yep. <laughs> Just, oh my god. Uh, I don't. I like it, but mostly because I, I keep. I feel like the show is very much like if you're cataloging like what it, what love is like what it means to be in love. Um, I appreciate it as this window into. Like I don't know why. Uh, Hazel clearly doesn't love her husband. Although then she kind of made out with him this week. So like maybe there's some attraction. I don't really know, but their personalities that were downloaded and are like in this little like VR world, like they are, they think that they're in love and they want to get out. And so is it like, is this going to, is that going to be the turn? Like if they ever get to take, if they either are put into new bodies or are somehow put into the original bodies and to, and kind of take over, um, will the pressures of being in the real world ruin that mm. love? Like, is that the thing that changes, um, relationships? Like soulmates, but for the environmental context. Right. So I, I think that there is something more at play here, but it's just like, again, it's, yeah, it's part, it's halfway through the season. Like, I don't quite know what, where that story is going to take it. Um, because I think like the other thing is you now have, um, they've set up the dynamic where uh, Herbert, like the, the dad now realizes he's in the hub, but Hazel doesn't know that he knows. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, he hasn't been able, he knows that she knows he has cancer, but he still hasn't told her. Like there's, they're both kind of like lying to each other, but he's willing to continue this lie because he like, in order to keep quiet, he's got the assistant right, letting him do whatever he wants in the hub. So now he's living this great life. He's able to experience all the things in his life that he never, he's taking his, you know, inflatable doll on gondola rides and you know race cars Mm -hmm. yeah like he's having this blast all because you know he's in this essentially you know closed off virtual world um and he doesn't want to leave because you know um so yeah i think there's probably some message there about 
what impacts relationships and <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to wait and see where the show goes. Yeah. But yeah, what if they do just take over the bodies? I don't I don't like where that's going. I don't like it either, although I don't think he'll be happy because I also think as much as um So the husband does seem like he, especially this week, it he's gotten, he now re- actually has seen Hazel for who she is mm-hmm. and actually seems to be falling in love with her for the real her, not for like the image that he always had. So he genuinely does seem to be growing as a person. Um, so I'm actually curious if, like, at meanwhile, the the VR one, like the the downloaded version, is very uncomfortable with Hazel's desire to go into the free world, into the real world. Like he doesn't want to leave. Um. So I'm actually like, what if he falls out of love while, oh, the real one, well, while the real one is, or whatever his name, what is his name, Byron. Byron. Oh, Byron, I keep calling him Barry because like I've been Byron, watching yeah. too much Barry, and I'm like, no, he's not Barry. Um, Byron, uh, while he, you know, whatever. I still enjoy the show. Me too. No, I don't. I like it too. That is interesting, Tori, because that, now that makes me think. I wonder if they're going to end up in a in a scenario where they where like the Hazels swap. Somehow, so yeah, in love, you know, Hazel ends up in the real world with Byron, who's no longer in love with the like swooning, the perfect, version. yeah, 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 uh, and then and then real Hazel's stuck with uh, worse with Byron, fake, like, yeah, 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 and, uh, and that's where that's where we're headed, isn't it? <laughs> and real Byron mm. is going to be desperate to get the Hazel that he actually because it's like. VR Hazel is the version of her he always thought he wanted. Right. But he's going to be, he's going to want the real version again. Right. And she's going to be pissed off because she found out that he downloaded her. Right. Anyway, there's, there's hijinks aplenty for another season. Yeah. Uh, And for the next four episodes. Also, yes. Dustin, the, 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 the other thing that's distracting me about video is that there are times where you are so still, I feel like, oh, no, Dustin's frozen. <laughs> but, but you haven't. You're just no, sitting no. still. I'm listening. It's unsettling and unbecoming. <laughs> Get the cat back. Yeah, bring the cat back. The cat's here. You just can't see her. Um, there's, uh, there's another show that Dustin, I feel like, wants to... Uh, has some some feelings about to share oh yeah and that's moon Knight. i mean my feelings are i don't know what happened there <laughs> in the end it really it just didn't make any sense to me well but to be fair you didn't I did not watch you watched the first two right. episodes and then the finale right i mm, it was the, just the way they went into different personalities and then different realities or dreams or i don't yeah yes so there was like a mental palace that was an insane asylum and also there was an afterlife okay it's not that hard and then there were a few personalities and like a new personality (laughs) it was fine 
And then, you know, meanwhile, there was like a big God fight. And then a third personality. Yes, the new one. Yeah, yeah. Jake Lockley, the driver. But yes. But then, and then Ethan Hawke had a different. Well, that Ethan Hawke's other character was in a mental palace, a dream. Uh, yeah, essentially. So he was. Uh, I forgot what they call it, but basically. Um, Yeah, when, when Ethan Hawke is playing a doctor, that is all happening in Mark's head. So his, like, safe place is this asylum, um, kind of. Like, that and ultimately is his mental palace. And it's, it's uh, where he goes to kind of process what's going on and, and confront um, his, his own memories or... or uh, but it, it, it basically the twist is uh, normally these kind of um, projections are safe spaces, and the reason why it's in, it's an asylum, it's a mental hospital for Mark is that like it should be safer for him to just think that he's crazy than to deal with the fact that he really has multiple personalities and also a god in his head. So that's where he realizes that the asylum isn't reality because if it, <laughs> because it would be better if it was like, that would be the better outcome is if he was just crazy. My takeaway is this is a very dumb show. <laughs> okay. And but very good performers. Yes. Oscar but Isaac still... was great. Yeah. No, it, it, the fifth episode was good. I think. But yeah, it just it big was dumb god fight. Weird, but not weird well, not enough. Not weird enough. Not weird but enough. But also incoherent to me. Again, well, again, having... you okay, sure. <laughs> you did skip quite a few episodes. I, the reason why I checked out was because it started to get weird and incoherent. I was like, I just. Not like I need a linear storyline, but you know, one reality is nice. I don't like dream palaces, whatever the fuck. I liked it, but I think it's but it, it's a way of I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Why I'm defending it. It was very mediocre, <laughs> which was sad because the performances were good, and it could have been more. I'm stuck on so, episode two, a, so. Waste of Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke. It wasn't, though, because it was the waste of Oscar Isaac was Apocalypse. Oh, sure. sure. That was worse. Uh, This, he's really good. So I'm kind of like, I hope I liked a lot, too. Huh? His wife, I liked a lot, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, And she became a superhero in the finale. Yes. um, Who may or may not be the star. Oh, right. oh, yeah, that's right. You have the Scarlet Scarab. Scarab. Yeah. yeah, so she... Uh, so whether they have a second season or they come back, I hope that... I certainly hope that they keep her. Because also, as far as love interests go, I thought she was, frankly, better than a lot of them have been. Yeah. Like, she was great. Yeah, the performances were good. I like the characters. I thought the plot was a letdown. Mm-hmm. So Moon Knight. Spent a lot of money on that show too. Did they? <laughs> I feel like it. It looked expensive. Did it? 
Sense of garbage. Oh my god. And that's Moon Knight. All right, we are right through that. We've we've I feel good about that. That's Dustin feels feels like you got all your thoughts out. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, all right, last show of the what, evening. What's the next Marvel show, by the way? Is it the Miss Hulk? Oh, it's not. It's She Hulk, but I can't remember She-Hulk. if it's She Hulk or if it's a. Uh, Isn't it Miss Marvel? Marvel? Yeah, I think it's Miss Marvel. I think that's yeah. next. Well, both of those look better than this. I'm pretty excited. About I both thought of those. this was gonna be the better. I still <sighs> angry, but yeah. This did look like it was going to be the weird one, at least. Yeah. It was. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> we fine. Barry. Barry. I Barry. watched it. I caught up on Barry. So, Tori, you, you got all the way through. Up. Got all the way through. Uh, right. Can I just say, No Ho Hank might be my favorite character on television. <laughs> I'm obsessed Tori's with Tori's where we all were around the end Shut. of first season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's okay, true. so, so well, well, I have a, I have a quite before we talk about like the the most recent stuff, Tori. Uh, since you just caught up on on Barry, yes. and you've been like, I feel like the whole series is in your brain in a way that yes. it probably isn't for the rest of us. What what's what are your thoughts on it? Like having caught up in the last few weeks. Uh. A biggest Just kind thought of in is yeah. so. I think what was interesting was because I didn't experience that sort of delay between the second season and the third season. It was really the jarring when I'm like in my delay. right the three year delay, and then I go into season three, and I mean it works out plot wise because it looks Bill Hader is <laughs> it looks like he's been through the ringer, and so it works plot wise. But I'm also like you just like really like did the pandemic just really get to you like like oh man he just looks so yeah broken and I'm like I feel that too like we all feel that way so I think the third season is kind of like perfect for the moment right now Mm -hmm. I don't feel as fresh as I was three years ago Barry doesn't look as fresh as he did as optimistic and looks like he got dumped by Rachel Bileson in it Mm. Mm. Did he? Was he? Yeah, he was dating Rachel Biles, Bilson, Bilson. Really? The OC, yeah, during the Oh, pandemic. yeah, they were dating for a little while. Oh. Well, yeah. That, okay. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't realize that. Um, I think you probably knew it at one point and then forgot. Probably. That's... Much like beer and wine glasses, I just forget. Right. Um, but yeah, I think I, I very much enjoy it. I like the tension of it. Um, I'm very curious where I, but I can't, I never can tell where the show's going. Mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes you just get used to like being able to, you can, you can see the first couple episodes, you can kind of like imagine the arc. Like, okay, I know there's this many episodes. This is probably the direction it's going. With Barry, I can't. Like, so end of the first season, he kills the girlfriend, the detective. End of second season, her body is found, and Cousineau learns that Barry did it. Mm-hmm. So, is this season, is he gonna, like, what is the next escalation for him to hide his secret? I, well, secret aside, I am not... 
the show is still great, but I don't really love what, how Barry's relationship, how he's got all like, I love you, Mr. Kusuno, and like he's become like a stalkery, obsessy. Yeah. I, I, it seems like it's gone a notch too far with that. He's not very grounded anymore. And maybe he's just like severely mentally unwell, which I think well, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I'm actually enjoying that because it's, it's less enjoyable because it's not as fun right but that the trajectory of it feels very um i don't know the the trajectory of it makes sense to me in terms of like he's just trying to hold it all together and like things are becoming like he's trying to spin all these plates of like keeping kusno quiet and like trying to no longer be a hitman and then and then trying to be you know trying to be a good boyfriend to Sally um and and like none of it's really working out <laughs> so yeah. like and like Bill Hader's become so good at I mean he was always good at it on SNL but like he's become so good at being kind of like dramatically unhinged that you can kind of like like there was there was a moment in this past episode where I think it's him talking to Kusno and and like he's trying to be upbeat and then Kusno asks him a question about it, it was it was talking about I don't remember the the exact uh, dialogue, but I think it was when Kuzno was asking him questions about like how did he about his original monologue and like oh that was real and like yeah. you can see it turn in Bill Hader's face where it's yeah. just like oh he goes from being like I'm holding this all together to like oh this is the real me who's a little unhinged and like right yeah know, you need to be afraid of yeah it's um, it's he's not and maybe for the best he's not somebody that. It's easy to root or sympathize with anymore, particularly after the blow up with his girlfriend. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be like the the dark I mean, season. For the him. murders were fine, but when you yell at your girlfriend. <laughs> but it's true. Like within the context of the show, it's weird. But like, you know, yeah. it it is real. Like you know, we you him when he was doing his job as a hitman, you kind of let him off because you know he's trying to get away from it when he killed the detective like that one stuck but that's also like that is the murder that he is still contending with like all of his guilt is rooted in that it's not you know whether he takes more hitman jobs or whatever like that isn't really his his scale like that's Mm -hmm. not throwing him off balance it's what he has to do to continue covering up um that which was he had done that one murder which he did to continue covering up all of his other murders like it's the way it continues to spiral and yeah like i think the difference is that before no matter how much how hard it was for him to hold it all together he had hope and i feel like that's this season is like he he's holding it he's He's still trying to get by and and hide and make it look like, you know, everything's okay. But there's no hope there. Like, you don't... He's not protecting his relationship. He's just in his relationship. And he's not... um, He doesn't seem to really want to act. He's just doing... Like, everything is going through the motions. The only... And I think that's why the, the stuff with Kuzino is so is so stalkery and obsessive because it's like he's finally broken from from Fuchs and it's like 
his entire sense of self-worth is now rooted in whether he can get Kuzino to forgive him. And it is hopeless because he killed Kuzino's girlfriend. Like, this guy is never going to forgive you. And he's so far gone, he can't see it. And it's so uncomfortable to watch. Like, it's... It is, yeah. And I think it's also uncomfortable because Henry Winkler is playing it so straight this season. Mm -hmm. Like, he's always been kind of bubbly and fun. And even when he was sad, it was like clownishly sad like he was so over the top and there's something about like this season like I think the last episode just opens with just Henry Winkler's face just stone faced and it's really unsettling um, so you you've recently seen the first two seasons and I have not and I have Henry Winkler is such a good dude and he's got that reputation so I've forgotten is is was he always like a his character like a douchebag that people hated in the industry? Um, I didn't well, you don't that. really know because you. Th- I, I think there are hints, but it's never as explicit. It's never like he can't get work because there's one shot, there's one scene where he's like at an audition, but it's pretty clear he's like not going to get it. But no one's being mean to him. I think you, you always get the vibe that he's washed up because he's running this acting class mm-hmm. and all of his stories are from like decades before. Right. And like, you, you, it's always kind yeah. of, you know, he's washed up, but they don't. So it doesn't. Yeah. Nothing. And, really and we don't know why it. he's washed up. Right. You don't know why this is like, now that the idea of him getting a job is the goal all of the actual reasons why he can't get a job are becoming explicit. Still a very good show. It's a little cartoonish at times, but... Well, yeah. Which I didn't feel in the first two seasons. Oh, it's there. And I, Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> probably. It just, yeah. It feels like his relationship with his girlfriend now seems like hopeless except for the fact that she's apparently attracted to abusive men which feels also weird and gross yeah that was really rough like when she apologizes to him after the blow up and you're like Mm -hmm. oh yeah like this is where this is not comedy territory (laughs) this is something else entirely but then the show kind of always was that Yes, yes, it was. Yeah. But it wasn't as, yeah, it is more uncomfortable this season. Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious what they're going to do with her young co-star. With It's Elsie oh, yeah. Fisher, right? Yeah, it's Elsie yes. Fisher. Yeah. yeah, because now it's she's the only one who's like really pegged Barry as being abusive. And you kind of see the enabling of like everyone else being like, no, he's a great guy. And she's like, there's no way somebody who talks yeah. to his girlfriend that way is great. Um. Yeah, Darcy no... Carden's, uh, her like, oh no, he's great. I mean, he yelled at us in class sometime too, but you know, it's, he was, yeah, he, he, was a, he was a soldier. He was in the so. military. He like killed some people, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, she's saying it all. and it, But I don't think that means he's like violent. And you're just like. <laughs> um, I'm really glad that they kept her in the show. Mm-hmm. I think I just think with this season, I don't think there's going to be like six or seven seasons in this. This is like a 
four, maybe five seasons. I mean, they're going to write themselves into a corner they can't get out of without killing Barry. And I think we're going to want to see him die at some point. I mean, we're getting there. Well, I mean, I think that I think this season is. Is he going to kill Kuzino? Oh, God. Why would you say such a thing? Oh, my he God. He should have. That never even occurred to me. But oh, my God. But that's I mean, I think you're it's it's pushing Barry past like all the things. Yeah, I think that's no it. way it's to like, resolve that relationship. There isn't, right? Like he yeah. he's never he wants forgiveness. He will never get forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And and at the end of the day, it's like, can he ever trust Kuzino to not go to the cops? Um, I do think that like you know part of the, I, and I think that's Barry as a comedy is so interesting because I think a lot of it is structured as a tragedy. Like you have this character who you know fate his circumstances are always conspiring against him. But at the, you know, in the crucial moments, he is the one who makes the wrong call. And that is, like, when he killed her, like, it seems like there was no other recourse, but also, like, at any point, he could have turned himself in. Like, he he's the one who keeps deciding, like, no, I'm going to double down. No, I'm going right. to get away with this. No, I can find this other life. And it's always going to be just out of reach. Because mm-hmm. the whole thing is that, like, even if he's able to eliminate every barrier in his path, he's still got his guilt. Like, he will not outrun that. Right. And so it's like, he's going to hit the point where it's like, okay, are you going to add Kuzino to your guilt? Or are you just going to end up arrested? Right. And I don't know. I can't yeah. imagine the show without Henry Winkler, though. So I do think, if anything, yeah. like he, him, they will find a way for him to not kill Kuzino because... <sighs> Kuzino becomes a hitman with him. Well, right, because at the end of the... Because that's the other thing. Like, I can't imagine the show without Henry Winkler, but without the acting class... What is Winkler's role? Like, what mm-hmm. is Kuzino's role in this show? Yeah. Like, this kind of feels like his last season. Oh, I'm sorry. Sad to think. I know. But you're probably right. I hope I'm wrong. Hmm. Have they been renewed for another season? Four, yeah, he wrote the third and the fourth season. Uh, okay. Okay. I can see ne- yeah, I can see a fourth season being the end. Yeah. Uh, speaking of fourth seasons, so you watched the Westworld trailer? Yes. <laughs> I don't remember anything, and none of it made sense. And but that that one shot was really creepy. It was super gross. None yeah. of it. I don't remember anything. No. Sometimes I will like. Look up like, my old recaps, just random, like just pick a random episode, read it, and be like, I don't remember any of this. All I, I remember like half those characters have been killed, and yet they're still there. All what? I remember is uh, Bernard waking up in the motel sometime later, which was yeah. like the end of season three, and Marshawn Lynch was in the show, which was pleasant. It was. He was. Yeah. Yes. He was. He was one of the uh, crime buddies for. Uh, Cal, uh, yeah, for yeah, Jesse, uh, not Jesse Pinkman, whatever is 
characters. Yeah, yeah. Jesse Pinkman in the show that you've never watched. Yeah, I only know is <laughs> I literally don't. I only <laughs> what is that actor's name? Uh, Aaron. Aaron God damn it. Thank you. Aaron Paul. I'm like Aaron Sorkin. No. <laughs> uh, what I remember, I so. Lesser Hemsworth, I guess, didn't die because last time I thought, like, when Bernard woke up at the end of last season, I thought Hem- Lesser Hemsworth had like bled out in a tub. Oh, but then maybe he was gone. I don't. Remember. I don't remember. I don't remember even seeing him. I just remember Bernard waking up, and it seems like it's a lot later because there's like dust. He's on covered him. in dust. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Dolores the only is one... back, but Dolores oh, and never really uh, left. what's his name died right. Uh... Ed Harris. Real Ed Harris. Real one. But, like, they had made a, a fake one, so maybe Yeah. Was... Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know. Charlotte I just remember when this... not burned anymore. Oh, that's good. I just remember when this show was also a Western, and I'm... Interesting. Yeah. You know, it's just bullshit. I remember how they just wasted... Harry Kisanada last season. Oh, in like yeah. Like one scene. I was like so happy I'm, he was back, and then he was just like. I'm impressed they've kept boom. on, they kept Tessa around this long. Like, how has she not gotten out of this? Yeah. That's a hell of a contract. I also don't think that she. Uh, they probably pay her really well, and she doesn't have. It's not a long shoot. They can probably do her stuff. Because right. she only shows up in a few scenes. Like last season, she was barely in it. Yeah, I think. I think. I mean, the whole thing is that, like, there she became Dolores. Like, she's got a Dolores personality. So, I don't know. I'm not going to remember. Nope. Am I going to have to That's recap rough. this again? If you want to. <laughs> It's just a lot to try and remember what's going on. Watch an episode and see how you feel. (laughs) Anyway, whether or not you recap it, we'll probably be trying to make sense of it uh, on Podjiba, which is... Rivets! Television podcast about food in television. Yeah. Do robots eat? I bet they don't. Oh, good question. Yeah, you don't see a lot of food in Westworld, huh? No. But, but I'm going to specifically pay attention to food and TV this week. <laughs> just right. so I have something to talk about next week. Just remember, any time an actor is eating something, even if they got to spit it out, they had to eat it many, many times. Oh. And it's do not they hot. Spit it out? And if if they have the opportunity, I bet they do. But it's is it not ever tasty. It's not hot, and it's not. Uh, because you know you don't want it to burn their mouth, and uh, right. yeah. it's probably it's probably fine, but it's not I, I, it's not like amazing, is my guess. No. Just food lying around on set for hours. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that's that's uh, that's something that I thought about uh, for no particular reason, and has nothing to do with anything that we might be watching this week. So, anyway, oh. that's the show. Oh. Uh, we'll be back next week with more television uh more maybe more dustin's uh dustin oh i'm gonna do it again five minute free for all uh and uh 
Tori probably will have a Kung Fu Corner or other stuff also. And uh, I don't know. What do you guys think about this video? I mean, the, the so- I think I like the it. sound quality is better, but like also the video of it. Is it weird? Is it better? Dustin I mean, seems to I like think, it. I like it a lot. It's, it's easier to read where we're going next. Hmm. That's true. I like it for the animal content. Oh, that's true. We uh-huh. did get a lot of good cat content. Yes. It's a little distracting, but I'm into it. Body language is very important on a podcast, as you all know. Is well, it? Doesn't... <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I wish I was recording the video, but this is an audio-only podcast still for Are now. Are we ever going to record a video? I mean, we can. This platform does have the uh, capability, so... We could so we could become a video podcast if we wanted to. Yo, let's pivot. <laughs> I mean, let's put on YouTube. It just, means, it just means doing both. Like it just becomes you just become both. But that's what the always sunny guys people do. <sighs> yeah, but they're in a room together. That's different. That is true. Well, sometimes, sometimes. Oh. Yeah. Could you imagine being in a room together? Oh, that'd be <laughs> For that'd this? be awkward. It'd be so weird. That'd be too much. <laughs> this is this is better. I think us being in our own respective. <laughs> Homes is better. Uh, anyway, we'll be back next week. Uh, have a good night. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. I like Tori waves when she says good night, everybody. I do that every night, <laughs> <Like> every that. <laughs> time. Even when we're not on video. <laughs>